Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast. Join me every other week to hear data professionals discuss how data is used in various industries, get inspired, get your field of tips to help you overcome challenges on your career, and feel great. Let's get straight into it. I'm joined today by Verity Gill from Facebook. Uh, Verity is the Marketing Science Director at Facebook. She is also a working mom with three kids and she will talk today about the Marketing Science Certification that Facebook launched this week in partnership with Women in Data and will also talk about how to channel energy to avoid a burnout. Hi Verity. Hi, hello Karen, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for joining me today. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, first of all, Verity, I really, really wanted to ask you, what is marketing science about? That is such a great question, Karen. And um, I, it's my dinner party question as well <laughs> that, I get, um, that I get asked a lot when I say I'm a marketing scientist. Um, so the, I guess the short answer is that um, me, my team and people who do marketing science are responsible for really understanding the data, research and numbers behind the effectiveness of advertising. Um, so the longer answer to that is obviously a lot of people will have heard of the, uh, the famous John Wanamaker quote of, I know that half of my advertising works, I just don't know which half that is. And so ultimately marketing science is a little bit of a, an answer to that question. So we try and help advertisers to understand exactly or, or as exactly as we can um, where their money's going, how it's paying back, which bits are working, which aren't working, which one they should put more money behind, which ones they should pull back on. And obviously, as the media landscape has increased in complexity with digital channels, but also digital and traditional hybrid channels like digital out, um, out of home, you you get more and more complicated needs from that so you it's like oh wow there's an amazing new channel i can use let's put some money towards it but obviously you have to think well actually is it just am i just putting money on it because it's new and exciting and it's different or do i actually really understand the payback that i'm going to get and 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 in marketing that's probably a bit a bit tougher than other um disciplines just because marketing is such a creative force and is is a really sort of um, it's a storytelling uh, medium, so it's really important to get the balance between the storytelling and the creative um, process, but also understanding how impactful and how effective that is. So I'd say people who are marketing science scientists to sort of have these two kind of skill sets, these hybrid of skill sets, understanding the storytelling and the creativeness, um, and but also understanding the science behind that. Yeah, that, that's right. Um, I agree. So I work in marketing and advertising as well. And I think marketing science is really nicely put. I think I'm going to ask to change my job title. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you gave a great overview of what it is, but how exactly does it work at Facebook? It's a, um, that's a good question because I think it can work differently. I think marketing science is definitely establishing itself still as a discipline. So um, marketing science in one 
um, discipline or, or area or industry or category might become something different in another category. Um, so, for example, at Facebook, um, we work across sort of three areas of marketing science. That's sort of the three methodologies of measuring effectiveness. The first is we um, use uh, lift solutions and, and measurement solutions on Facebook. So that's brand lift. So that's looking at two different sort of cells or multiple cells of comparative kind of um, samples of people that are as similar as possible. I won't go into technical details of it now, but it's basically <laughs> if, if one if one set see it, one set don't, or one set see something, one set see something different, and then you can start to measure the difference between the impact you had on those different um, cells of people. So whether they bought or whether they're more brand aware, um, that's sort of our lift solutions. We also have attribution which is um, obviously the sort of customer journey so we're trying to understand exactly what that customer has done and how Facebook has played a part in that and obviously we're trying really hard to kind of marry that up with other platforms as well so that we you can help to understand well, if that platform is telling me that and Facebook's telling me that how do we how do we translate and interpret that so that's the attribution which is obviously more digital led than traditional media led and then you have the third pillar that is really about a more holistic a measurement which is something that's market mix modeling so econometrics so looking at absolutely everything that could possibly impact your sales and then isolating marketing and advertising within that and so our role at facebook within that is that we try and help market it, market mix modelers to understand exactly facebook's part in that so what we do is we try and get better data more granular data we try and make sure that um, that those that those um, modelers are more equipped to understand how digital works and how if that's different to more traditional media that they're more used to working with, such as TV, press, radio, etc. So we're trying really hard to kind of understand how Facebook can be measured in in lots of different sort of solutions. Either they are solutions or they're third party partner solutions as well. All right. Thanks for sharing these. So as a marketing science director, you now. Uh, leading on the certification, the marketing science certification launched with Women in Data. What exactly is that certification? That's, um, that's yeah, this is a really exciting initiative. Um, Facebook has, has uh, traditionally had um, certification in planning and buying on Facebook because obviously we realised it's quite a complex medium channel to really understand how to get the best out of it. Obviously being auction based, it's very different from traditional media buying um, buying mecha mechanics. So we had planning and buying just to help the industry to understand more about how to use Facebook and get the most out of it. And what in marketing science we realised was that there was also a real need for analysts um, and our measurement partners to understand exactly how Facebook worked across those sort of uh, methodologies I mentioned earlier. So the certification for um, marketing science is super exciting because what we're, what we're doing is we're saying, right, this is how measurement solutions work and Facebook measurement solutions work and we can educate you and help you to understand those. So it's not such an alien concept and, and we sort of unpack that and, and help analysts to understand the statistics behind those methodologies, which is a Facebook kind of area. But more excitedly for me is we've really broadened the scope of this certification. It's much more about recognizing what marketing science is um, as a discipline, um, as a skill set. And we've really kind of said it's not just about Facebook. Facebook is a part of the marketing science ecosystem. So by taking the certification, you're not just saying, right, I'm Facebook certified to understand Facebook marketing science, but we've really spread it so that it's um, it's actually testing 
um, and really helping people to learn about the entire spectrum of marketing science skills that they will need as an analyst to work in digital, but also how that works in context with other media channels, which is why I'm so, as you can tell, I'm so excited about yeah, it. It's, yeah. not just a, it's not just a Facebook sort of only, it's, it's really looking at us as part of more of a bigger ecosystem, which is definitely where I want to see us going in the future. And so at the moment you're doing this certification in partnership with Women in Data. Are you, are yeah. you seeing it um, being open to others? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're really excited. We're obviously being quite a, a, a sort of active partner of Women in Data. Um, we were really keen as a team to ensure that we were including a community um, that we sort of, that we had, you know, so much experience with. And we, you know, having been involved with anything that Women in Data did, I was super excited to get them on board because I thought, you know what, it would be brilliant to kind of open up to a community that I know really lean into this kind of um, experience, this kind of um, education. Um, so that's why we're really sort of, um, our, I guess, our um, tailored coaching is, is for that community as a start. Um, but once we've done that, we'll understand more how, how we can make that work and what people get from it and we'll be able to take on their feedback. And yes, it will be um, definitely, I mean, anyone can pretty much sign up to do um, a marketing science Facebook certification themselves. Um, however, we do recommend that they have at least three years analytics experience because it is quite tough. Um, so it's not really an introduction to marketing science. It's really about you've been a practitioner for a good few years and you're an active practitioner. Um, and it's something that you can really use to hone your skills. With, with that said, let, let's take an example of someone who has three years experience in marketing or advertising, but has never done any digital marketing. Mm. Uh, would you say that person could take the certification? I would say it would be it would be a really would be a really good opportunity for them actually because we've got we've um we started the certification um and actually the tougher bits are, are probably the more ecosystem based because with the digital side of things we've actually built out these amazing study guides that are very detailed and really great supportive um documentation for taking the um the entire certification but obviously because we know digital so well those study guides are very very uh, built from the bottom up in terms of understanding you know, of how digital marketing science works so yes i would say definitely take this opportunity i mean i i very much doubt there'll be anyone who's not had any kind of digital experience these days but it would be you'd hope so you'd hope they'd not but um but um but but yeah i'd absolutely would say that it would be this provides and i'm glad you mentioned it because it would provide an amazing opportunity for them to really kind of in a safe space you know understand for themselves and take the time to really understand how digital marketing science fits in with that that larger marketing science ecosystem yeah thank you uh so variety this sounds really great and it seems like people could learn a lot through that they would get a certification that would be recognized afterwards um well i'm a bit concerned is there are a lot of content out there and we i mean as analysts or data scientists etc data people we're always trying to learn something new there is always something to to learn but there is also quite a lot of work to be done how do you see it possible to take this certification while you're working how do you have any tips on how to make sure that you go through it to the end and then take that certification 
I think that's um that's such a great question, Karen, because um I think we we always as individuals ask ourselves that question, how on earth am I gonna have time to add this to what I'm already doing? I know, um, right? I, <laughs> yeah, it is like, oh another thing to do. And I think as women as well, we're very good. I mean, I, I don't want to stereotype, but I know personally I'm very good at making lists and liking ticking those things off and um and and you know, this is oh god, is this another thing to add to my yeah. to my to-do list. Um but I think actually what um, what I've experienced in the last few months of obviously working from home, having less of a commute. Um, I think we have actually got a little, it's not that we've got more time, but we have the opportunity to look at that time differently. Um, I don't know how people on, are listening to this are feeling, but I feel, and I've been talking to my team and we, and one of my teams said, and it was, so, it was just such a stark realization. She said, it's like the days are just so long, but the weeks are so short and these weeks are just flying by, but every day feels so long because, you know, we're in the same spot in our house. You know, we're not really going into meeting rooms. We're not changing anything up in terms of, you know, our environment. And, and I really sort of, that really struck me. And I thought, yes, our whole concept of time is actually really been disrupted at the moment. So we can do one of two things. We can try and fit our old life into our new timing patterns we can try really hard to try and make everything stay the same or we can take this opportunity of change to actually change the way in which we approach that time and I think that um, we will have less commute so actually piecing that time out like for example the average commute is sort of 14 hours a week or you know maybe slightly less you can do the certification in that time. So that's time that's been given to you. But I wouldn't say, oh, great, that's time that's been given to you. Go and do, you know, fill this with, with a learning without saying to you, I would look at your timing more holistically than that. I would say, look at that list, that to-do list that you have and really ruthlessly prioritise it. Facebook, we talk about ruthless prioritisation so much. And when I first joined, I really wasn't sure of what that meant. I was really kind of awkward about like, really ruthless prioritization surely I do that naturally anyway and only and, and you know I'm ruthless that's who I am I'm ruthless I don't have time for this um but actually it really is about protecting I, I think it's about protecting the things that are really important to you um and not giving those up at the expense of something that really isn't that important but might seem urgent at the time so as an example of that um, it's it, it, those things that you really love doing sometimes fall to the bottom of your to-do list because you don't have the panic about those or you don't have the fear around those and so they end up by going to the bottom and so those things that actually would nurture you would nourish you would make you feel more positive would actually add to that pool of kind of well-being you end up by deprioritizing and learning for me really falls into that category although it might be something that we sort of think is a thing to do actually why do we learn why do we go to school why do we take exams unpick all of the box ticking it's really about like exercising that muscle it's really of, of your brain it's really about you know not just going for a workout like I know I think a lot of people in in lockdown or, or in, 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 in dis self-distancing mode are really have really kind of taken to going for a run more or going for um, and doing a lot more mindfulness um, so you've got this sort of spiritual and emotional kind of nourishment that we're doing and then we've got the physical nourishment of going for a run or doing pilates or doing doing yoga and we're sort of leaving that mental wellness behind like we feel like just because we're doing work that must be nourishing our mental wellness but actually in a lot of cases it's it's really not it's just kind of using a holding pattern that you are used to and that you've been using previous to lockdown because it's something that you're comfortable with and i would challenge this audience to say am i really 
sort of nourishing my mental energy at the moment? And what could I do better to say, to look back at this time and say, you know what? I worked out my body. I, I invested in myself spiritually. I made myself feel more at peace um, with myself and not balance. And I also really sharpened, you know, that tool of, of, of mine called the brain. And I think that these learning opportunities, whether it's this certification or something else, I think it's incredibly important to invest um, in, in that strength and, and really build up that mental strength. Um, because change, I think we've realised, is it can be really debilitating, but it can also be really empowering. And I think that um, we decide who we are in, in this moment, in moments like this, we decide whether we're going to just be a, the person we want to be or we're just going to try and carry on things regardless. I, I like the idea of ruthless uh, prioritization. Mm. Uh, this is something I'm really bad at. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I do have, I'm like you, so I do have my list, etc. But I just get sometimes carried away by what I think needs to be done now or what people tell me needs to be done now. And then, as you said, all the things that would be nourishing my brain, so learning something new get at the bottom of the list although I, i'm really keen on personal development etc but i have so much that i want to learn that sometimes i just put it aside and then um keep it for later and then let later never happen and then the list keeps growing i, I do believe that during this lockdown i've been much better <laughs> i know that's good though it's a good start and i think actually to your point karen it is it's about you know, there is so much and there is so much to do and there is so much you want to do and it will never get done unless you put it into sort of bite-sized chunks of, of kind of things. Okay, I'll do today. I'll have a look at that module or today. I'll have a look at that. And to, I don't have to do everything. Um, and, and, um, I was listening to someone's, um, uh, podcast actually, um, uh, I think it's Rangan and um, Chatterjee. He was, he was basically saying you have to make these things a habit and actually, if you start to actually carve out a bit of your day every day that is, is actually dedicated and you feel justified, um, I've done my work, I've, I've delivered on those things that are urgent, and now this, it's time for my time. It's not just about sitting and watching TV or reading a book, which actually could be um, what reading a book could be it, but it's more about I want to build up that muscle muscle of maybe even just 10 minutes. You know, give yourself 10 minutes a day of just reading a couple of pages of you know, a book on methodologies that you haven't looked at for a while or, and this is what with the marketing science certification we could give you at least is a, a community to be able to tap into. So you'll know you're part of something that, that other people are doing at the same time. Um, but also giving you that structure of learning that you don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to have this fast kind of, okay, I want to get that done. It can actually, we've actually divided it up into modules and you can learn at your, at your pace. Um, and I think that that's, that's what's really nice about something like this is, is giving you that structure around that need, you know, to learn. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, being mindful of time, uh, last week was Mental Health Awareness Week mm -hmm. and I know you're very much into channeling your energy to be able to avoid burnt out and things like that. Uh, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I, I think this is actually a really recent discovery, a really recent discovery for me. I think that when you are a high achieving female, you, um, you have sort of patterns of behaviour um, I mean, I do. I can't speak for anybody else um, and I don't pretend to, but I, I know that 
I, I've got a lot of friends who are very similar to me and also work colleagues who are very similar to me. You get into a flow of work and now a healthy flow of work is that you're sort of moving up and down sort of like a wavelength almost. <laughs> sort of, you know, there's this, there's a point at which you know you're running on full steam, you're really achieving, it's, it's great, you get this real buzz from the work that you do. Um, and then um, naturally you should fall away slightly and, and kind of take a little bit of time to um, reflect on that work to prepare for your next big challenge and you should dip down and, and ultimately your workload should remain within this sort of quite calm obviously this is your ideal you know, your ideal situation of sort of ups and downs but knowing and being aware of that and which part of the flow that you're in unfortunately when real life sort of kicks in for me is I go I go up and I think, great, I'm really achieving on this. And I get this real buzz from doing some excellent work and I get praise and I know the project is really successful. And instead of taking that time to go back down to a normalization, it's a very statistical kind of visual way of looking at it. I ramp myself up because I think, wow, this is brilliant. I love the way that this makes me feel. I'm succeeding. You know, I'm, I'm really going for it and I'm getting a lot back from this. And then I ramp up to the next level as opposed to just consolidating, reflecting, and then trying to get ready for the next project. And also, as we've spoken about, is that urgency of external forces as well, because no one is ever going to say to you, wow, that was really great work. Why don't you take a little bit of time to reflect on that? You know, you actually end up by sort of, um, you know, um, you, 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 no one is ever going to tell you to do that apart from yourself. So I've noticed in myself the last few months is that I get on that ramp and I try and go on that upward trajectory. And that is completely unsustainable because at some point there is a point in that curve in which you just fall off the edge and you um, and you absolutely crash and burn out. And I, that happened to me actually um, at the end of last year. I was working on projects and I was delivering and um, I'd just been promoted as well. So I was really keen to impress and really keen to kind of get myself into that motion. And I just kept going up and up and up and up and up and all the balance and all those words and all my, you know, my family requirements and, you know, all of that balance went straight out the window because I was almost addicted to this kind of, you know, this high achieving pattern I'd got myself into. And actually now, and I crashed and burned and then I had to pick myself up and that was so much harder when you really when you've gone through that real crash um yeah so, I, I was thinking so when you you're up and then it feels great but then yeah. you you crash down it's really hard to be able to to come back up and then get to a normal situation exactly it's so much harder and it takes so much more and it takes so much more sort of vulnerability um but one thing i would say is is, is when you do crash and you do sort of fall those around you tell them like really be open about it i had a really frank conversation with my boss who was absolutely amazing about it i said like i'm i'm here i don't know what to do i've got no escape i don't know how to get myself out of this but i know that i need and she just said you just take time out she said you need to just take time out take a few weeks until you are you know back to zero again and then you know it was she was incredibly supportive and i think that most people would be like that there are a few people who don't understand that and they might not be that helpful but you will find somebody in your peers or in your management structure who will say you know what you, you know I can help you here and I think that's it and we and, and if as soon as you open up and you talk about it suddenly it's not such a big deal suddenly it's not so scary and suddenly it's something you can deal with you're absolutely right Karen I think that's that's really important that the more vulnerable we are actually the more open we are to be able to receive help um, and that help is is incredible because you can't always just help yourself out of these situations you need others around you professionally and personally to help you agreed 
Thank you, Variety, for joining me today and uh, sharing your knowledge of marketing science and also these insights on energy. Oh, that's my absolute pleasure, Karen. It's been great talking to you. It has. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. If you would like to register to the community, all you need to do is head to womenindata.co.uk. It's free and easy. Please feel free to share the link with anyone you think would benefit from being part of the community. You can also follow us on social media, so LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram. We would love to hear from you and have some feedback that will help us enhance the content and bring the guests you want to hear from. Have a great day.